Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Good day. Welcome to this uh, podcast with Officer.com and Officer Media Group, focusing on Leonardo and license plate recognition systems. We are here with Nate Maloney. I want to thank Nate very much for his time. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure. You know, as a law enforcement officer with over 50 years of experience, 50, my bad, 40 years of experience. Um, I'm not quite 70. I'm, I, I was going to, I was going to say, you're looking pretty, you're looking pretty good for, for 70. Yeah. I, I would have to say so. I'm not a vampire, but for 40 <laughs> years of experience, what I wouldn't have give, I, what I wouldn't have gave to have uh, a license plate recognition system when I started out, you know, they've really only been popular or viable properly leveraged for the last 10 or 15 years. In the early to mid 80s, if I could have had LPR in my car, I'd have been worse than I was pulling people over and making arrests. Um, But so do me a favor, give me just a few minutes of background on Leonardo and the LPR systems. Sure, I'm happy to do that. So many people know Leonardo's LPR systems as LSAG. So when we were first introduced in the United States, we were partnership with Remington Arms and a large Italian aerospace company called Finn Mechanica. And and the company was was LSAG and we became LSAG North America license plate recognition systems. And then through a variety of mergers became part of the Leonardo company. And so we've been here since 2004, delivering a variety of different types of license plate recognition systems. And like you were saying, it's only been the past 10, 15 years that license plate recognition has been popular in the US, but abroad it's been around for 20 or 25 years um, or more. Um, What's unique about our system is our optical character recognition has been around for for dozens of years, probably 50 years at least, because it it was part of our original postal sorting equipment. Uh, So we have a core base in postal and package sorting, uh, and the OCR was developed to read letters going through a conveyor at high speeds, and that's where our back engine comes from. Uh, So we've taken uh, older technology and have adapted it to more modern uses. And really, truthfully, it's really the last five or seven years that license plate recognition has really gone beyond just, you know, looking for a stolen vehicle. Now it's used in all kinds of crime analysis and, and, and detection and uh, locating suspects and identifying convoys and all kinds of um, analytical tools. And honestly, as a, as a street cop, the analytical tools were always what I appreciated the most looking at them. Um, the data mining capability and, and the warnings and all the information you could get back um, really was of great value as far as I was concerned, but you know, I didn't even know the background as far as the uh, the postal systems and and yeah. the high speed scanning. That's that helps to understand why you can have a system that reads a license plate when the police vehicle is doing fifty five and the target vehicle is going anywhere from forty five to eighty five. How the system can even see the the license plate um, that sheds some light on it, knowing that it was scanning you know, print so small on, on envelopes in postal systems. And, hand, and handwriting. So when you talk about, you know, standardization of characters on a license plate, that's a lot easier to read than someone's handwriting. So our core, our core um, you know, algorithms are, are used to detecting a lot of variables, but when you get to license plate, it's more standard. So we have very high accuracy levels because of that process. 
I didn't even think about handwriting because yeah, yeah I mean, just how many different, that's as unique <laughs> as the number of people there are in the world, right? That's right, yeah. All right, so what's, what's the latest innovation? We, we, I mean, I love the, the data mining and the analytics. I like personally knowing that the LPR system, I go buy a vehicle, I get an alert, it can tell me what, what the alert's for, who the registered owner is, whether or not they have anything I need to worry about from the officer survival perspective, open warrants, blah, blah, all this. I know all of that before right. I even tell dispatch, I'm going to pull them over. Now, to me, that's like the ultimate cool factor. Sure. But from what I understand, Leonardo might have something coming along even cooler. Well, so, I mean, data is the data. So it's just the camera housing that's really what's um, becoming more... Um, more robust and, and more, um, you know, spectacular, if you will, that it's a cheap word, but spectacular is as in a no infrastructure type of camera. So we just released our street sentry camera, which basically you can put a pole on the ground. It uses solar power, Wi-Fi, um, cellular routers, and you don't need to, you know, close a lane or have a lot of infrastructure to get this up and running. We can put it in the ground and have it going in about two hours. And that's pouring a concrete footer and installing a pole and um, getting it operational, which is a real um, game changer when you look at the, the real cost of installing a fixed LPR solution is the infrastructure. So if you're looking at doing something over a highway, it's closing down lanes, it's putting in your plan with the DOT to tell them what's going to happen. It's a lot of engineering and there's running fiber and running other utilities and we can eliminate all that with our newest camera because it's all solar powered and it basically works by charging a, a couple batteries and you know it'll go four to five days without uh, sun in the sky so chances are that you're going to go four or five days without no sun is pretty unlikely um, so we have a really robust system that that works quite well so and you said pour the footer put the pole in the ground is this do you all foresee this being something that you can mount on a pre-existing yeah, oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, so two hours is like a scratch system. But if you already have an existing pole, we can come and just you know band it onto an existing pole and you know go from there. So I mean, for all intents and purposes, and, and my my county's favorite thing is to have speed cameras um, near every elementary school. Yeah, um, and it, it, the secret that they don't know that most people don't know is that the boxes are there. But the cameras are only, they, they, they have like 12 elementary schools and three cameras. So there's not always a camera in that box. The <laughs> box is always there. And right. you just never know. You're playing Russian roulette with your speed. But those poles are already there. The systems are already, I mean, so the, your APLR system, ALPR system, I'll just be mounted on the pole and you're good we to can, go. Yeah, yep, yep. As long, so what we like to see is um, that's a DOT approved pole. So it's a, it's a right. frangible breakaway pole. So if, you know, cars should hit it, it doesn't. Uh, you know, do it more damage than it needs to. It kind of just falls on the ground. Um, there, there are some competitors that don't use those kind of poles. Um, so that's one of the things that sets us apart is we really look at working with DOTs to, to provide the right solutions, not just a solution. So it's interesting that every ALPR system I've seen takes pictures, right? Right. Um, to support the data that's gathered uh, to provide evidence so on a breakaway pole, those pictures would look radically different than the totaled car hitting a non-breakaway pole, yeah. just because yeah. I'm a sick twisted cop. And I would find that entertaining as heck. Like, yep, no, you shouldn't <laughs> hit that pole, but 
Um, it is so, a, actually at IACP this past year, we had a video from the pole manufacturer that we use that shows like the damage that happens when you don't use a frangible pole versus using a frangible pole and them driving a you know F-150 into it and the amount of damage that does not happen because the pole just you know breaks away. Breaks away. Yeah. And then you looked around at IACP at all the people in uniform giggling at the non-frangible pole and all the damage that was done because they're sick, twisted yep. people. Yeah. So um, solar powered up to five days on a battery, you said? Uh, yeah, I believe that's the, that's our, our max. That, and that's no, no sun. So as soon as the sun comes back up, uh, you know, if the yeah. sun comes back out, it starts charging the battery again. So, um, you know, there's an, an indefinite um length of, of time as long as this you know you have sun okay so beyond that i mean that, that's the latest greatest product what i mean you guys are the leader in the industry what are the emerging trends that you're seeing what are you seeing change um that, that is going to be appreciable of two things one the administration always loves certain sides of things yeah. where budget's concerned where keeping politicians are happy and everything else is good then you have the patrol guys and the enforcement guys that are happy with the other side so thinking from both perspectives what do you see as the emerging trends that that uh, leonardo can leverage or build into the equipment take advantage of help us leverage better yeah so i think one of the things in getting smaller agencies on board use, utilizing it is they don't necessarily have a very robust it department so one of the things we're doing at Leonardo mm -hmm. is we're trying to, I don't want to say take over their uh, um, IT functions, but we can support them. So we can do a cloud storage system with our EOC where we give them, uh, you know, we set them up on their own um, cloud platform. They have access to it, but when they have an issue, we go in and we help with the issue versus them trying to, you know, cobble together an IT guy that they may or may not have because they're such a small department. We can we can leverage, the, you know, our expertise on the database management side to help them um, better manage and facilitate the use of their LPR systems. We're not we're not collectively storing all LPR data. We're giving them their own instance in the cloud that they can access, and then we we manage it. So, um, unlike some other LPR vendors who um, collect the data and host the data. That's not really our forte. We don't access the data unless there's an issue with the customer. So providing that IT support um, really is getting a lot of smaller agencies on it. And then collaborations with larger, um, L, you know, larger law enforcement agencies who have the manpower and getting the smaller agencies to report into them. Um, you know, there are some federal programs that we uh, work with that will basically give an agency, the EOC, which is our operations center, as long as the data is reporting back, back to them. Uh, and that's been very, very successful, especially in um, you know, the, mid, the Midwest, Texas, um, having, having smaller agencies report into a bigger agency and then leveraging the data across you know, numerous law enforcement agencies. So when you say smaller agency, what are you what are you talking about? What are you thinking as far as agency size? Yeah, like you know, twenty to thirty officers. You know, small. Okay. Right, so I mean, I look. You know, I, village, I ask a people, village, a town. You know, small. You know, everybody has a different idea, and, and people yeah. don't realize fifty-five percent of law enforcement agencies in the United States have less than a hundred police officers yeah. on. Yeah. Um, 
And I know of agencies where there's three, maybe four full-time guys and a part-time guy or two. Exactly. Yeah, they're definitely trying to leverage larger allied agencies in their area, but sometimes there aren't any. There's a county in Texas um, where I think it's 2,200 square miles. And if you take every deputy, every reserve officer, every game warden, and you put them all in uniform, you get 22. So that's, that's one cop for every 100 square miles. That's a little agency. And yeah. the only big agency for them to lean on then is Texas Department of uh, Public Safety. Yes, yeah. Um, the state police. So, you know, but you you all have solutions that can support all sides of agencies, right? Yeah, we, we do. And, and our pricing structure also helps to support every kind of agency. So, you know, if someone can't come in and afford, you know, to pay up front for a solution, we can do a subscription plan or we can do a, a you know lease to own plan um, there's a variety of mechanisms to help um, with uh, you know those smaller agencies get the systems they need how much uh, how much IT support do you offer in those instances because in a lot of the smaller agencies the the IT guy and I put air quotes around IT guy right. is whoever plays Fortnite the most and the chief goes okay you're my you're my computer guru and, and that's who's yeah. doing it um, how, how much support can you guys offer for the smaller agencies that really don't have an IT division? Yep. So it, it's based on the support plan that they sign up for. So if they went into like one of our gold support plans, we would provide 24 seven support, um, you know, whatever they need. If they're on the cloud, we can help them with, you know, running reports and doing their analytics and providing the data back, back to them. Um, you know, basically we have, uh, a call center in Greensboro, North Carolina, but we have, you know, in this day and age after COVID, people are working remotely. So we have, we're, we're blessed to be able to have a larger uh, tech support system because we allow people to work remotely and um, address customers when they need to be addressed. So, you know, we have global business. So when it's, you know, 8 a.m. here, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, in other parts of the world. In London. In, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we want to be able to facilitate them. So we have our scheduled, you know, our support staff is scheduled to be able to address those, those different time zones. Uh, so really, again, back to your main question, it's based on the level of support that they um, sign up for. All right. So we've talked about smaller agencies. We've talked about bigger agencies, talked about global. Let's talk about something a little people, most people don't think about when it comes to ALPRs. And my two thoughts are homeowners associations and campus police departments or campuses, uh, whether they're medical, educational, whatever. You guys deal with that as well. Yeah, we sure do. So the homeowners associations are, are prime for the Street Century pro product, which is the solar operated low infrastructure product. Um, they can be put in very easily. They can be moved around if they need to be. Um, but what I like to stress with the homeowners associations is work with your law enforcement partners there to get the data in the right hands because a lot of jurisdictions have retention regulations. So you can't just indefinitely keep the data. Uh, right. They have to be, you know, in, in some states it's 21 days, they have to be, be uh, purged. In other states, you know, it's five years, then it runs the gamut in between. Um, some states have it, has to be an active alarm, otherwise the data has to be purged. So, you know, get the homeowners associations to buy them for the law enforcement agencies. College campuses, another great you know, way to monitor who's coming on and off your campus because you could put a fixed camera at every entrance and then you know the inventory of vehicles that are coming on the campus daily, but also for um, permit parking. 
you know, right. a lot of college campuses have faculty, staff, student, visitor parking, and you can utilize our systems to identify if a, if a car belongs in a specific parking lot or not. We also have a unique case where uh, a faculty member had a, had a son or daughter that was a student there, and they would um, swap the parking stickers so that the son or daughter could park in better parking when they shouldn't have been, and we were able to help determine that the wrong car was in the wrong spot. Uh, based on some algorithms. Um, I'm, I'm sure the faculty member really appreciated that a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just general aware, I mean, general awareness and colleges can be, as we unfortunately have seen, a target for, you know, notorious activities. So you can monitor, I know, I know in the town I live in, we have a college and they have a very good partnership with the town police. Town police regularly patrol their parking lot with our LPR cameras uh, mounted on their car so they're collecting data of who's coming in and off of campus um and, it, and it's it's worked well for them they've they've uh managed to keep the campus pretty secure and, and i know it's helped uh i'm in the mid-atlantic area and i know that lpr systems here have helped some of our larger campuses um solve some crimes and track down some suspects for various things because of uh, that ability to inventory who's coming and who's going and then have information on a vehicle with a date and a time stamp and a photo. And quite often with the photo, you can see how many people are in a car and uh, you get a yeah, lot yeah. of intelligence that people don't expect to get. Yeah, we had a case, um, D.C., Maryland area, where a college professor was actually murdered and we were able to identify the vehicle that was involved in the murder and, and uh, you know, help law enforcement get the suspect in custody. So, um it's a power. It's a powerful tool, and like you said, we're, we're we're continually to work on other identifying characteristics. So right now, our cameras focus on the license plate, the back of the car. Um, right. We do um, make type and color identification, so we can help you know whittle down. If you if you have a suspect and can say, yeah, it was a sedan blue, um, you know, we can put pull that information together so you're not looking at you know 500 records you're looking at five records um, right ways to you know coming down the pike you know looking at trying to capture bumper stickers um, and put that into into our EOC and see you know oh yeah I, rem I remember there was there was some kind of bumpers okay well then we can google we can uh, query and see what cars have bumper stickers now that's a little bit down the line but it's something that we're working on when you start when you gain the, the capability, you might already have it to sort by what the bumper sticker is. Yeah. Uh, at that moment, you will become a political tool. And I hope yeah, you're well, aware. I, I don't know if we're going to actually identify what the bumper sticker says, just that there was a bumper sticker on, on the car. All right. So what haven't we talked about? Where, where Leonardo and ALPR is concerned, um, you know, you have this, this the phenomenal new capability with, with the, uh, the solar powered requiring so minimal infrastructure support, if any at all. Um, you know, we talk about the data and the strength of it. We talk about the analysis of the data, which is actually the better strength of it. Uh, you, you know, the, the fact that you all serve every agency size, we talked a little bit about Leonardo's background and I'm still amazed by the idea that it's uh, postal shipping areas and, and the optical recognition and stuff. What, what about Leonardo we need to call attention to that we haven't already discussed? Well, I think one of the interesting areas that we're getting more and more involved in is um, can traffic congestion. So okay. for example, in, in Georgia, we do some identification of the folks that 
have subscribed to be in the in the fast lane, their their peach pass lane. So right. we can help. Uh, they have a they have a subscription level that allows a single individual to be in the fast lane versus it being uh, high occupancy. HIV. Right. Yep. And then we can identify. Yes. Okay. You know, Nate Maloney has subscribed. He can be in that lane. We're not going to pull him over. In South America, we're doing some things with with inner city congestion, where we're actually identifying the vehicles that have the right to be in that city on a specific day. So they have a, you know, process by which, and forgive me, it's either the uh, the odd or the even number can be in the in the city on a certain day. So when you look at the license plate, we can say like the license plate ends at an odd number. So it can be in that city on that day, or it doesn't belong in that city on that day. And then they can charge back a fee for um, being in the city. For the unauthorized day access. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's amazing. I'm really glad we don't live someplace <laughs> where what your license plate digit is on the end determines whether or not you're allowed to go someplace on a given date. Well, it's, I, it, it's a check. I mean, in some of these smaller very dense cities uh you know london was the first one to track something like this you know they were they were the first ones to really have congestion pricing and and, and traffic control um but in, in south america we've been lucky enough to have good partners down there that have been able to incorporate our system into broader platforms so that's one of the flexibilities of the leonardo system is that right. we're not we're not an end-all and be-all we build a really great camera and we want to use that camera wherever it can be used. So we have lots of integrating integration partners that take our hardware and use it in other in other platforms. Um, you know, secure secured facilities. Looking, you know, looking at the undercarriage of the car. Now we're not looking at the undercarriage of the car, but that data all needs to be aggregated somehow. So yes. our cameras read the license plates. It gets aggregated with the undercarriage detection, some other sensor detection, and then provides the data to another another platform. Um, former World, you know, I shouldn't say former World Trade Center, but the new World Trade Center complex, they actually do something where they monitor the, the delivery vehicles that go to the dock, and then they're able to identify who in the building had the delivery vehicle there. So they can charge back the dock time to the, build, the, the building tenants. Um, Interesting. So some very cool, um, commercial applications that help facilitate um, commerce that LPR can be used for. Um, if, if we could get like the um, National Transportation Association to standardize commercial vehicles, you know, every commercial vehicle has registration numbers on the side of the truck, right? But right. there's no standardization. So that makes it very hard to read. But if they, if the standardization came out, then we could program our cameras to be able to read those those dot numbers and report back um you know for various reasons so there's a lot of interesting use cases for it it's the technology's there it's a matter of getting the agencies that are responsible for um issuing you know different uh licenses and whatnot to try to be more standard maybe we can push that along together yeah, I love that. That's one of the one of the things I love being involved in is some of the um, industry associations. So I do a lot with AMVA, the American Motor Vehicle Administrators Association. Right. And, um, you know, we don't go to their conference 
to sell our equipment. We go to their conference to learn what's coming up next in the world of license plates, in the world of motor vehicle administration, so that we can be building our equipment to address those, those needs. Um, and they do a great job at issuing standards for license plate manufacturing, for the development of plates. It's a matter of getting this, all the states to listen to what their advice is, because it's folks like our um, engineers, 3M's engineers, um, you know, some other industry engineers working on, on, on work groups within AMBA to help facilitate better usage of license plate cameras through better design of license plates. Because now, I mean, you look at it now, tolling, there's no more tolls, right? Everything, everything's pretty much done by camera systems. So if you don't have the right um, license plates, it's, it's, a, it's a fail for a lot of people. It is indeed. I want to thank you. Nate. That's a lot of information. It's a lot, um, and, there's a, and it's a subject I'd love to. I could talk about it for for hours. I know we're, we're we have 15, 20 minutes here, but there's a lot of things that can be done with license plates. And, and now we're closer to twenty five. But again, <laughs> I want to thank you. You'll cut out the good. You'll get the good points. All, all of the, the that's a, a lot of you know, it's information you want most people won't even think about when it comes to ALPR, but it's definitely all of value, and we're going to be happy to share it with our audience, uh, obviously. So this podcast, The Power of Partnering with Leonardo for a wide range of LPR options. We're going to have this uh, on our website uh, at Nauseam. It'll be there forever. It'll be available for our podcast download uh, and our listening audience. Um, I want to thank you, Nate Maloney, and the Vice President of Marketing and Communications. I got to tell you, you don't talk like a marketing and communications guy. You, you talk like a guy who just Really, that's your hobby is ALPR and you like to discuss it while you sit around with your friends. Uh, but that's uh, it's the best way to educate people. And I want to yeah. thank you very much for that. I want to thank all of our listeners who paid attention today and everybody who will listen to it in the future. Nate, the best website, is it just uh, Leonardo, excuse me, LeonardoCompany-US.com. Best place for anybody to go to look for more information? That works well. Or if you want something shorter, you can just do LSAG.com, E-L-S-A-G. Elsag, ELSAG.com. Excellent, yep. excellent. Thank you very much for all your time today, sir. You got it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.